We admire elephants in part because they demonstrate what we consider the finest human traits. Empathy, self-awareness, and social intelligence. But the way we treat them puts on display the very worst of human behavior. They say that somewhere in Africa, the elephants have a secret grave where they go to lie down, unburden their wrinkled gray bodies, and soar away, light spirits at the end. There is no creature among all the beasts of the world which hath so great and ample demonstration of the power and wisdom of Almighty God as the elephant. Elephants love reunions. They recognize one another after years and years of separation and greet each other with wild, boisterous joy. There's bellowing and trumpeting, ear-flapping and rubbing, trunks and twine. Hello and welcome to episode 388 of Under the Call of MS. This is a Tuesday episode, a little bit of comics, a little bit of MS, a little bit of whatever. I almost skipped it today. I'm past two days have been a rat race. This weekend was crazy. Got a bunch of things, MS problems that are amped up, and just all kinds of things are starting to pop up all of a sudden. I can barely walk on my right leg, my right knee, which is my good knee, is just not getting any better. It's getting worse continuously between pain ointments and wraps and braces and everything else. Nothing's working. Nothing's doing anything to benefit it, help it out. And it's just aggravating the hell out of me because I got a lot of a lot of getting around to do right now this time of year, and it's not easy to do when you can't get around. Uh, I went blind in my well, not blind. I went foggy blind in my left eye the past day. It lasted for a couple hours, thankfully only that long, and then disappeared. But when it first hit me, of course, I was coming down a flight of five stairs, five steps. Thankfully, it was the shorter steps, but I did catch myself as I went to step. And with that vision, it felt like my foot was in a different place and missed the step and luckily caught myself. Uh. But hopefully that's not going to reawaken itself. Hopefully it was just a momentary lapse in my vision. I got a lot more gate issues happening right now. My side ripping, tearing, shredding, burning, fucking whatever you want to call it. Uh, 
That's still going strong 24-7. It's just not going away. I don't know how long it's been anymore, four, five, six weeks. Who who knows? should write this shit down. I was right journaling pretty good for a while there, and then I gave up. Now I need to definitely definitely get that back and happening. Uh, went and seen MS specialist yesterday. That's why I didn't get my Mad Mana Pie episode out today or yesterday. <clears throat> I almost did the previews of things coming in the future again today, but I did a bunch of things running around this morning, got some stuff done, just dropped the ma off with the ladies' monthly card game and. All that and decided what the heck. I didn't have that many comics to talk about, so I wasn't sure if I would do it today. But I did. I decided what the heck. I'm going to put something together quick, something simple. See what happens. Uh, The reason I started with all the elephant quotes, it's like elephants are one of the most majestic, beautiful animals out there, the smartest in this most awesome things out there, and we just treat them like shit. Hunt them, kill them, steal their ivory, do all the stupid-ass things that humans do, but I just wanted to mention this little story about an elephant. In 2006, an orphan elephant was found all alone at only five months old, and was rescued by Sheldrick Wildlife Trust in Kenya. She was hand-raised by SWT until she was old enough to return to the wild. To Loijuk, the elephant, nothing is more important than family, especially now that she is starting one on her own. Years have passed, but Loijuk still has a close bond with her human family. She returns to the grounds of the sanctuary every month to visit. But in September, Loijuk surprised her former caretakers with a newborn elephant calf in tow. It was clear to the proud elephant mom. It was clear the proud elephant mom couldn't wait to show off her baby. The calf who has since been named Lily, was only hours old, likely born only the night before. Loijuk has never forgotten the kindness of those who helped her. She even invited Benjamin Kayalu, the head keeper, to have a special moment with her newborn calf. It's just, that's awesome. It's just, Why we treat these animals the way we do is beyond me. Now, the story has me choked up a little bit for some reason. And just... Guess I'm just sick of all the assholes in this world. All the Putins and... All these countries that gotta keep fighting over this stupid bullshit. Can't get along. Every day I turn on the news, another st- 
stupid ass family member killing someone else or someone some friends shooting each other house full of bullet holes or who knows what just every day it's like really do we have to keep killing each other do we gotta keep fighting constantly do we gotta keep killing innocent animals i mean we sit there and make these mass production bullshit things of animal kill areas where you have thousands upon thousands of chickens and cows and everything that the humans have to eat and we got to kill tons of them daily to make sure we have the shelf stocked even though half the shit that's on the shelf is going to end up in a garbage can full of maggots wasted not used for a single purpose it's like if you're gonna kill something kill it and use it for for a purposeful reason and not constantly destroy thing it's like they pack these animals into these places they don't clean them right we get salmonella issues what three four five six times a fucking year we hear about this shit i mean jesus christ we got a cereal lucky charms right now couple hundred people got sick from eating it's like if you people would clean these environments and give these animals free range roaming environments to live in happily and not just pack them in a cage raise them and slaughter them then maybe we won't have these fucking issues and you people could get your head out of your ass and you could sit there and start having a world where we aren't destroying every fucking thing Sorry, I'm pissed off. This, 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 ah, sick of this shit. Between my MS issues and this issues and everything else, and this, just frustrated. That's why I probably shouldn't have done a podcast today. Probably not a good one. It's going to be a crappy one, probably. (laughs) Ah, But yeah, I'm tired of all the bullshit. Things got to change. We got to start putting together some new organizations. Some organizations that are actually helpful. Actually going to stand up and stop some of this shit. Put an end to it. And a country wants to go attack another country. Fine. The country that decided to attack the other country. Should be put off by every other fucking country out there. And... Demeaned, destroyed, cut off from everything, and done with. This shouldn't be a superpower. We want another Hitler? Is that what we're waiting for? Is that what we're asking for? We want to see World War Three. We want to see the next big clash. We want to see who's going to be the next big ruler that's going to screw everything up. It's like, it's just got to stop. We got government people that are hiding billions of dollars around the world to try and keep anybody from getting their hands on it because they're pieces of shit. And it's like, and we're allowing this. It just blows my fucking mind how simple minded and ignorant our societies are. And we're just not going to. Ever get out of it because I can't do shit about it. 
I don't have a pot to piss in. I don't have no backing behind me. I don't have nothing. I can't go up to my local officials and ask for help or say anything. Because they're just going to treat me like shit. It's how life's always been. It's the jock nerd evaluation on life. It's the dumb ones are always in charge. The ones that have useless plans of aggression. They're the ones that rule everything. The people that have good plans, have sensible uh, beliefs, have no rights or no opinions that are are taken into any cases that matter. But yeah, I got I don't know. I'm rambling on. I'm just I like elephants, damn it. And so many of them are have been uselessly destroyed because of piece of shit humans. That's just a representation of the rest of life, in my opinion. But let's talk about comics, hey, <laughs> before I run out of time. I got Evolution, number one, two, three, and four. Picked this up at the Milwaukee Mighty Con by... Uh, I believe it was RJ Ray's that I met at the podcast. One of the writers, it's this, these books are written and created by RJ Ray's and Mario Kalau pencils, inks and colors by Ryan best and letters by Micah Myers, additional design by Tom Bacon. This is an interesting, uh, Military style deployment uh, on a mission to find out something about an area in the vast wilderness in the woods where there's some type of uh, experimentation going on, possibly. And we get to see these, these pretty badass looking beast characters that this company has built or this organization has built and this other organization is trying to trying to deal with you basically got the good organization dealing with the bad organization trying to work out things we got a character that can generate power he's a this is an economy that's beyond it's futuristic and uh, they have they're basically rebuilding kind of like a post apocalyptical style atmosphere here and these characters are there's characters that have certain superpowers that can like the one that generates energy. There's one that turns into a beast that can't quite control his beastie, beastiality. <laughs> his uh, beast. 
powers and there's another one that's kind of like his buddy that kind of helps calm him down and work with him when he hulks up kind of turns into this beast form and there's a variety of other characters in here with powers and stuff and different types of beans and and it was it was fun. I mean, it, it it's this was a non-aggressive military style environment, whereas you usually got constant conflict. You got people fighting with each other. You get all the people on the good side fighting with themselves. You had the people on the bad side fighting with themselves. You don't get that from this. This is another one of those enjoyable, readable storylines that pull you in and I this is still going it's it's going beyond these four issues I hope to see more in the near future uh, looks like the company that did these comics is 1MR or IMR is it let me see here one more round entertainment But it's like one MR is their logo label. But yeah, it's oh, this is Evolution, a one more round entertainment production. But beautiful artwork, heavy card stock pages. I love loved how what they printed us on. I just, I hope I don't know if they get a deal. <laughs> In the past few years with people printing on this heavier stock, I don't know if that's something, but uh, I'm definitely going to find out more about this group of people and if they have other comics that they've done at all. Uh, these, I definitely want to keep following this storyline. I believe he said he was out of Chicago area. But definitely check them out. Evolution from IMR, 1MR, IMR, 1MR, one more round, Productions. And see what you think. Uh, I think it's worth checking out. I believe you can find their stuff on one more round, Productions.com, possibly. Uh, there is a QR code on the back of each of the comics. I got to scan it one of these days, but I just got <laughs> a smartphone. Yes, I finally gave up on the flip phone and advanced up to a smartphone. Join in the rest of you freaks. Let's see if I can get, get this thing figured out and get used to it. I hate it. <laughs> it's big. It's bulky. It's heavy. It's slippery. And what the hell is the sense of these phones that we've been, we've had cell phones for how many years now? And we haven't advanced past this shit. I mean, it's almost easier back in the day when we had that big telephone thing you held on to. <laughs> that was easier to hold on to than these freaking things. And then, of course, I get Samsung... Galaxy A12, my wife has the A10. Hers is two numbers behind mine, and it's half the weight. 
It's like, why is mine so much heavier? I don't know. Not impressed at all with the cell phone age. But I figured I'd try this one out first. Spend a couple hundred bucks instead of spending a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks to get a apple or something like that right now. And but I will try this out, see how it works, see if I'm gonna enjoy using it for VR or not, or if I have to advance later on. But then we checked out King Spawn number nine. We got Spawn L going off off to the uh the more angel side of characters they're basically uh oh they're known as the green and basically Gaia Earth Mother Gaia is and her group of characters is where he was summoned so he goes to find out who summoned him and why and has to deal with some of the the young boy who wants Al to take the king has grown up and been trained as a soldier a little bit under their hand uh, we get a big monstrous earth creature we get uh, witch type creature who get Mother Gaia that controls them all, and they're all trying to get Al to just get this damn crown. You get you take the crown, take over what we want you to do, and then we'll give you your wife back and all that. And he gets to see his wife for a little bit here, and. They claim to have her soul in their grasps and her body he gets to see. And so I am not sure whether he's going to do what they want. I doubt it. I have a feeling he'll just keep fighting everybody and everything because he's a very angry man. (laughs) But he makes sense. He's on the right side of things. Uh, just kind of lost in all the battles, all the children that have been destroyed, everything like that. So we get to learn more about where he's going with all this and what his plans are in the future. I hope we get what we're looking for. I hope it turns out the way we want. We will see what happens. Uh, lots of things are getting to the point where the big bang of all the entities are going to clash and destroy each other, hopefully here pretty soon. So we'll see what happens. Then the final one I'm going to talk about is She-Hulk. I just love this. I got the Carnage variant, Carnage Forever variant cover. And She-Hulk all carnaged out. That's just awesome looking. I love this cover. But uh yeah. This story's still a lot of fun. I I was ready to let her go. Leave her be for a while. And uh I don't think I can. 
This is number three, issue three she of She-Hulk from Marvel Comics. And it's staying strong. Let's see here. Jennifer Water, Walters was a shy attorney. Good at her job and quiet in her life when she was gunned down by criminals. A gamma irradiated blood transfusion from her cousin, Dr. Bruce Banner, a.k.a. the Incredible Hulk, didn't just give her a second chance at life, but also super strength and bulletproof green skin and unbelievably gorgeous hair. She is the sensational She-Hulk. Previously, Jennifer Walters, known to many as the sometimes Avenger, but always sensational She-Hulk, has returned to civilian life. She's working in a law firm for her old boss, Mallory, old boss, Mallory Book, and living in her old penthouse apartment. Everything was coming up Jen until someone unexpected crashed back into her life. Jacka Hartz had been a friend and fellow Avenger when the radiation that gave him his powers threatened to destroy him, he flew into space to protect his teammates and await his end. Jen thought he was dead. Not only is he very much alive, he's now, he's now sleeping on her couch with only patchwork memories of how he survived his one-way trip to space and with his radiation seemingly diminished. I, he, I think Jack is more human than ever before. I think he's becoming more and more human. Kind of curious if he isn't just like slowly losing all his powers and actually becoming a normal human. But it's kind of interesting. I really like this whole storyline with her and her boss and her and Jack. And her and Jen. Uh, and then she, her boss, I don't know why. I guess it's probably a hard thing to deal with and probably very controversial and causes a problem. Probably a lot of destruction and issues. But apparently her boss doesn't want her working with super beings. But, of course, a couple super beings get a hold of her to ask her for help as a attorney, and like Ben Grimm. And, uh, there's another character that contacts her. But, yeah, we. I suppose I don't want to get too deep on that. I don't want to give the storylines away, everything about, about this situation away. But this was a lot of fun seeing her dealing with Jack and her dealing with her client issue and everything that's happening along the way. So definitely check out She-Hulk. This is Hulk I'm getting burnt out on and disappointed with. But She-Hulk, this one pulled me in. I did not expect it to. I was very surprised. So check those out. Uh, other than that, I checked out Death on the Nile a little while back. I can't remember if that was on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or what. It's got Army Hammer and Gal Gadot. Uh, pretty much 
there's no death <laughs> for the longest time is for something that's called death on a Nile. And then unlike murder on the Orient Express, it's more like everybody's dying. Whereas everybody was the murderer and the other spoilers. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Honestly, I've always been Army Hammer and Gal Gadot. Are two actor actresses, in my opinion, don't deserve doing anything other than themselves. Quit trying to act and be someone that you're not. I don't think they're good. Good at that. I don't. They, in my opinion, I, they just yeah. <laughs> they are not good at trying to play other people. But yeah. If you like Murder on the Orient Express, you might want to check this one out. Uh, I like the whole Pearl basis and stuff. But uh, And then I just, for background noise, played out the last couple seasons of Cobra Kai. It got better as it went on, but yeah, still, yeah. I like the comics better than the uh, Netflix series. So, but it was better the second two seasons, I think. But yeah, check it out. We're running out of time here. I'm going to come back with some health stuff. We'll do that right after this. All right. There is a uh, new. New evidence and new research being done on psilocybin, possibly rewiring the brain to alleviate depression, which is awesome. So now we can all just go around shrooming when we have brain farts. <laughs> uh, it's kind of interesting how psilocybin, if you don't know what psilocybin is, it's mushrooms, children. Also known as shrooms to the rest of the world. Now they've learned that microdosing mushrooms has can help with PTS, PTSD, can help with other mental health issues. And they legalized, I believe, in Oregon and Colorado, I think, both have it legalized now, psilocybin use for things like PTSD. And uh, I'm looking forward to trying it. I've played with mushrooms throughout my life, shrooms, but kind of when they talk about it rewiring the brain, it's like when you do shroom, it kind of does rewire your thought process, your uh, whole belief process, your whole brain brain process. <laughs> and it's like you see world in the world in a whole different uh, view and aspects, and it's. Uh, Puts you in a very interesting place. It depends. And people have different experiences. You can have bad trips and stuff. Like the same as with acid. 
taking acid in the days. People that would have bad trips. But that was usually because you you started off in a bad place. Uh, You don't want to be in a bad mental place when you go deep into the shroom realm. Or your mental thoughts are going to go to that dark side. You want to keep to the happier side. I can totally see how shrooms can alleviate depression. But I'm curious how microdosing works. I I really want to try it. Uh, see how the effects happen. Because if you've ever done regular shrooms, just a handful or throwing some on your pizza or having some in a chili or whatever, however you want to eat them because they taste like shit. No matter what you drink, it doesn't help. Uh, It's just best to add it to a food and just choke them down or choke them down and scram, gulp them down and eat something that's going to try and, I like to eat something spicy or whatever that's going to try and kill off any leftover flavors or, taste (laughs) but when you uh, come down from shrooms and average trip runs around four hours for like if you're doing like an eighth gram of mushrooms or something like that it's like you trip out for depending on how if you keep taking them throughout the trip or whatever you can prolong the end effects and make it last longer and longer or whatever. But roughly you'll start to come down. And when you come down, all of a sudden it feels like the whole world is talking about you. Everything's about you. Everything's focused on you. And that I don't see how that could be a good thing for depression. So I want to know what microdosing is like, uh, how it affects us. And see what it does. So hopefully I'll get to experience that sometime. But I don't see it ever happening in this state that I'm in. Because they are too negative minded. I live in a state that cares more about politics of making money than the politics of helping a human being get to a better place. That's why every day I wake up to someone else shooting someone else. I'm sick of it. But, uh, yeah. Psilocybin is making its fungus. The fungi is taking over the world. It's... Fungus is pretty much the... If we really looked into fungus... We'd learn that it probably does have more power than we know. But but yeah, with all my issues I've been having and all this crap going on, I had my MS specialist, my MS neurologist appointment yesterday. And, uh, We talked about how my skin doctor wants me to go on uh, 
Ah, damn it, I don't have it next to me, do I? Wants me to go on this one medication. Actually, I do have it written down in this thing. Humira, which is a rheumatoid arthritis medication. But apparently, it's supposed to help my skin issues. Oh, my MS neurologist said, hey, yeah, if it works, try it. But make sure that they have results with people because apparently Humira can amp up, can set off, can aggravate, can cause me to have a bunch of MS-related issues and some possible new symptoms and he says it's very likely that it will amp up my issues and cause me more problems with MS. So is it worth hopefully maybe after 40 some years seeing if this would work for my skin? Or take the chance, see if it helps at all, and then deal with some possible new issues from MS. So I'm not too keen on this whole thing. I'm going to do some more research into it. I know the side effects I was checking out and stuff weren't, weren't anything to be thrilled about. And now hearing that, it can do this also. It's like more than likely I'm just going to keep living with this shit. This painful ass, annoying skin issue that can amp up or mellow out as much as it wants, but never. It still covers 50% of my body. The ones I have internally now, it's like my body's so affected by it that the shit grows inside my skin and I don't see it come to the surface. But, oh, all those spots, they hurt, they burn, sensitive to the touch, uh, just radiating pain throughout my limbs. And when I get the ones in my lung area... It's by my heart, and it just causes issues that feel like heart attack-related problems and all that stuff. That is, I don't know. I guess I'll just wait till I come out with something else again, maybe down the road to, to try. I want to go to Dr. Pipple Popper. <laughs> she had one person, like, year one or year two, that had my skin style stuff and she could not do nothing for her. She tried some things, but it's, you're pretty much stuck with it. If you're unlucky enough to get it, it's something you can't really do much about. I'd still like to talk to her, see if she's 
found out anything new because she was actually checking in everything at all times for all people and just keeping an eye on different things. And she was coming up with some pretty interesting stuff for other people with other skin issues. And so she might have some ideas of something that wouldn't be so aggressive towards my MS and other issues. So I think I might contact her and just see if I can get any ideas or help from her. But then I told my doctor, I definitely want to get off this Bellevue. I am so sick of it, but he won't pull me off it because someone else subscribed it for me. So he wants me to tell her and I'm seeing her Friday anyways, my, my PCP. So I'm going to go over it with her and then he's like, either she can put you on something else or she can send you to pain management. He's like, I can send you to, but he's like, I'd prefer that she did since she put you on the medication. As I keep telling him, it's like the reason she put me on it is because my fucking MS neurologist that I had at the time wasn't doing shit for me and wasn't listening to me or putting me on any medications that I requested. So I went to her and she heard some things about good things about this and decided to have me try it. It just doesn't work with having dentures and all that. So I'm spending two or three hours a day with these patches, just fumbling around with them, adjusting them, cleaning them out and getting rid of them. It's just, they're stuck to my dentures. <laughs> just annoying. And then I'm like, well, that's a great, that's the other thing I really want to deal with is the fatigue with it being springtime and summertime coming up and everything. And I got a ton of shit I need to get done. And with the cat keeping me up in the middle of the night and I'm getting two or three hours sleep, get up for a couple, two, three hours Go to bed, get another two to three hours sleep. This is my body. It's just so out of whack. It's just not working. So he put me on modafinil for fatigue issues again. And the wife brought it home yesterday. I'm not going to start it. I'll let you know once I do and how it goes and all that stuff. But uh, I want to wait see what my PCP does with my pain med and I'd like to start the pain med for one week to see how it's affecting and then the second week add in the modafinil and see how it goes but I'm going to be going off some of my uh Some of my side meds, like my krill oil, my omega-3s, my flaxseed oil, my things I was doing for immune system, anti-inflammatory style stuff. Now that I'm learning that with where I am aggressively with my MS and certain medications I'm on and stuff. I don't think I should be on other things, certain other things that affect me ways which I thought my body needed, but my body's actually higher immune wise than 
it needs to be, so I need to go less with some of these things and see how they work out and then maybe gradually reintroduce things in the future. But yeah, we're going to try this route, focus on these. These things that we get first, I don't know what I, what will happen yet with Friday. I'll let you know probably on Tuesday, next Tuesday, of what the results were of, from the Friday's appointment. But we'll see. But I got to get some of these things out. This neurological bullshit, like right now, it feels like someone just took a fucking a razor blade right down my, the side of my... Uh, stomach and just sliced me as I was talking and just <laughs> they're just taking turns cutting me up as I'm trying to just get through this but my wife printed out some information because she knows now that I want my as much information as possible on any new medications and she works at a pharmacy, so that helps. But modafinil, it's a, oh, okay. <laughs> the drug information is provided by IBM Micromedics, which I don't know why IBM, the computer company is giving me drug info. Uh, Modafinil is used to help people who have narcolepsy, obstructive sleep apnea, hypopnea syndrome, OSAHS, or shift work sleep disorder, SWSD, to stay awake during the day. Modafinil does not cure these conditions and will only work as long as you continue to take it. This medicine is available only with your doctor's prescription. And it's available in the following dosage form. I'll tablet is the way I got it. It's the only way they show it. Uh, that's the thing that sucks every month since it is a, a narcotic. I have to every month contact my MS neurologist to get him to put the prescription through. Hopefully I won't have to go pick up the prescription through him to take to the pharmacy every month. Hopefully we can do this by phone. That's one thing that pissed me off when I was on certain narcotics in the past. I'd have to go to West Bend and go a half hour once a month to pick up the prescription. It's like, really? You can't just send it in? You are a doctor. I am your patient. It's like no one else is getting it in between me and them, but and deciding to use this medicine, the risks of taking the medicine must be weighed against the good it will do. Uh, allergies, tell your doctor if you have ever had any unusual or allergic reactions to this medicine or any other medicines. I don't have no allergies with medications that we know of. Uh, also tell your doctor if you have any other types of allergies such as to foods, dyes, preservatives, or animals, which I don't believe I have any. 
I did used to get like pus eyes when I was around cats. It's usually when a male cat sprays. I haven't had that issue with our Lemmy at all, who's a male cat, but he's fixed. So don't know if that issue still bothers me or not. Uh, there's studies have not been performed on the relationship of age to the effects of modafinil in children younger than 17 years of age. I know when I was on Ritalin, I thought it was so weird because the feelings and effects I got from Ritalin, it's like, really, there's children that have these issues and go through these things? I felt funky. I felt drugged up. I felt weirdly horny at times uh it's just yeah it was i didn't like ritalin at all and it did nothing for my fatigue it just gave me all kinds of other feelings and issues geriatric specific problems are not expected to the limit of usefulness uh breastfeeding there's no adequate studies in women for determining infant risk, uh, drug interactions. Let's see here. Your doctor may change the dose or how often you use one or both of the medicines. If well, using this many with any of the following medicines is usually not recommended. So you should not use modafinil. If you're on any of these medicines, alfentanil, amiodarone, and antogipant, abacopan, abapritinib, exidinib, benzohydrocodone, brigatinib, buprenorphine, capmetinib, Citalopram, clarithromycin, clobazam, cobimetinib, <laughs> codeine, decla, declatazivir, deradorexant, derinivir, deflizacort, desogestral, dianagest, Dihydrocodine, doxorubicin, doxorubicin hydrochlorine liposome, dronadarone, drospernone, duvelizib, elbezivir, encorafenib, entristinib, enzulamide, Urtafidinib, estradiol, ethanol estradiol, ethinidol, etagestrol, fedratinib, fentanyl, fexinazole, finiranone, gestardine, glesdibjib, I'm not going to keep reading it. I can't read half these freaking things. But looking down the list, I don't see nothing that I'm on. 
methadone, uh, oxycodone, I mean, one thing is, is make sure you have a pharmacist that double checks. Make sure that you have no medications mixed in that you're taking that you shouldn't. But uh, my pharmacist is awesome about double checking all my stuff and making sure that I'm not mixing medications I shouldn't. Uh, you, if you're taking any of the following medicines, it may cause an increased risk of certain side effects, but use, using both drugs may be the best treatment for you. And that would be clomipramine, cyclosporine, aspamaphine, and triazolam. Uh, other interactions, medical problems... The presence of other medical problems may affect the use of this medicine. Make sure you tell your doctor if you have any of the other medical problems, especially alcohol abuse, history of or alcohol abuse, drug abuse, or dependence, history of dependency, maybe more likely to develop angina, severe chest pain, heart attack, heart disease, Depression, hypertension, high blood pressure, mania, psychosis, left ventricular hypertrophy, mitral valve prolapse, liver disease. I mean, some of these I got to worry about with some of my issues. So, I'm surprised no one's really said nothing to me about that yet. Uh, precautions, side effects, you got to worry about black tarry stools, blurred vision or other vision changes, chest pain, chills or fevers, clumsiness or unsteadiness, lots of issues I already have, so it's going to be hard to tell, confusion, dizziness or fainting, increased thirst or urination, yay, just what I need with my bladder issues. Mental depression, problems with memory, rapidly changing moods, shortness of breath, sore throat, trembling or shaking, trouble in urinating, uncontrolled movements of the face, mouth, or tongue, unusual bleeding or bruising, unusual tiredness or weakness. Get emergency help immediately if any of the following symptoms of overdose occur such as agitation or excitement, faster pounding heartbeat, increased blood pressure, trouble with sleeping. Some side effects may occur that usually don't do not need medical attention. They may go away during treatment as your body adjusts to the medicine. Also, your healthcare professional may be able to tell you about ways to prevent or reduce some of these side effects. Check with your doctor if you have any of the following side effects like anxiety, headache, nausea, nervousness, less common back pain, belching, decrease in appetite, diarrhea, 
Difficulty having a bowel movement, dryness of mouth, dryness of the skin, feeling of constant movement or self, of self or surroundings, flushing or redness of the skin, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea, <laughs> muscle stiffness. I can't help but do that when they give me those. Muscle stiffness, sores, ulcers, or white spots on the lips or in the mouth. Sour stomach, stomach discomfort, upset or pain, stuffy or runny nose, swelling, tingling, burning or prickling sensations in the skin, and vomiting. Fun. So yeah, gotta watch for those things. See how this medication works, but I'm gonna definitely wait, get my... Uh, see what happens with the pain med, and then we'll take the pain med first and adjust into this and see what happens with side effects. Uh, brand names for this is Provigel. There's tons of people with MS in my sites are on Modafinil or Provigil. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So I gotta see which effects, side effects I get from this one, and problems I have with it. I'll go from there. Let's see what happens. Ah, <laughs> uh, should be fun. I uh, something interesting happening on with this freaking disease. But I want to see. where it goes and uh, if it helps at all it's been a long time since I tried anything for fatigue issues and I just figured it's it's time time to amp it up again I want this summer to go different I want this summer to be a more aggressive one where I get out and do more things, uh, get to some events, see how it goes, see how well I can deal with the surroundings and my issues at the same time. The Mighty Con was so-so. I was bummed I couldn't make it through a second time to get back to areas I wanted to pick some things up at. I knew my day was coming to an end physically, so I had to end it where, where we did. So, But we had fun. It was a good day, even though it was short. But I'm running out of time, so I'm going to end it here. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the shit out of the monster. Kick the shit out of all the jackasses out there. Don't put up with their shit. Tell them to wake the fuck up. We don't need controversy all our lives. We need to get along, better ourselves, better everything. Or eventually, Mother Nature's going to say, screw you guys, yeah, I'm my home. But Joe Crimson Call Comic Club, under the call, under the call of MS, rate, review, tell a friend, subscribe, and we'll get back to you again sometime soon.